Hi, and welcome to Take Every Thought Captive, our weekly look at the Catholic intellectual tradition and an exploration of the author's books and topics that have shaped Catholic thinking for 2,000 years. My name is Jason Gill. I'm joined this week by Dr. Benjamin Smith, our lecturer in philosophy at Catholic Studies Academy. And today our topic is going to be that of Christian hope. And uh, as we get started, I just want to invite all of our listeners to um, head over to catholicstudiesacademy.com. Uh, right now, we are in the, the midst of the COVID-19 outbreak, and Catholic Studies Academy is offering uh, two free courses, uh, uh, one in theology and one in philosophy. And so with the, uh, with the coupon code QUARANTINE, you can uh, sign up and take a course for free. Uh, since the world is losing, losing its mind, it's important that we don't. And so the best way to do that uh, is to take a course in philosophy and theology, and not to mention we're all stuck at home. So, uh, what, you know, now that the house is clean and you have a, a garden and everything is washed and yeah, you have all those things done. Now you have copious amounts of spare time, uh, if you're not homeschooling your kids. Um, so head over to catholicstudiesacademy.com and you'll see it there on the homepage and you can sign up a course and we'll probably have that course going, the, uh, through, uh, or that deal going through, uh, the end of April, uh, unless they decide to, uh, keep us in our houses longer. Uh, and not let us out forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so who knows what uh, uh, what is to come? But we thought that was actually a uh, kind of a good time to uh, to bring up Christian hope because of just what's happening now, and also uh, we're still in the season of Lent. We're about to enter into uh, Holy Week, and uh, Christian hope is um, probably one of one of the defining uh, characteristics of uh, of a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pope Benedict XVI has that great phrase, you know, the, the, the one who has hope or the Christian who has hope lives differently. Uh, mm-hmm. and so that's what we really want to focus on today. Um, and not just talk about, um, just the, the, the virtue of hope, but, um, Dr. Smith is going to kind of take us through also, um, uh, the thought of St. Thomas, particularly as, as he talks about, um, the passion of hope. And we're, so we're going to look mm-hmm. at this. We're going to look at hope in a, in a couple of different uh, directions. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, uh, Dr. Smith, why don't you get us started? Sure, Jason. Yeah, I mean, I think this is an important uh, topic, uh, timely in two ways, right? Uh, timely because of our current pandemic, right? And also, I kind of think the, the fear and kind of panic that kind of has gone with it, Um and then, of course, it's appropriate and timely because of Easter, right? In which, yeah. You know, Jesus Christ fulfills the hope of Israel. You know, uh, Jesus Christ in his person and in his work uh, on the cross, his resurrection, right, fulfills uh, um, our hope. Mm-hmm. That's really important, right? Christ, right, fulfills our hope, right? Um, not a political program, not a, um, uh, not a uh, vaccine right? Uh, and I, I, you know, I think, of course, vaccines are wonderful. I love vaccines. Um, but at the same time, right, that's actually, those sorts of things are not the object of our hope. And, you know, it kind of concerns me just a little, right, to see Christians in particular so panicky, right? And so uh, as panicky as their secular colleagues, um, you know, as Christians, right, we should have a kind of hope that transcends our immediate circumstances, right? Yeah, uh, you know, there's, uh, mm-hmm. there's a uh, uh, there's a great book on prayer by Thomas Dubay. Um, mm-hmm. I forget the I forget the title, 
um, and I think it was in that book where it was the first time I had read it, where he actually talked about a, uh, when he talked about our attachments to the world, he brought mm -hmm. up hope or he brought up health. Mm -hmm. And he said that we are, uh, uh, that the Christian in a way should be detached from their health. And I'm like, Oh mm -hmm. man, like right, that, right. like, I'm like, dang, I don't know. Like, <laughs> that hurts. Like I would, I'm attached to my health. I am very <laughs> attached. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. Cause yeah, obviously, you know, we should value the good things of this life, right? We should value our health and yeah. value medicine. And, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm grateful to, medical professionals who are working today and, and, and those who will develop a vaccine eventually. Uh, at the same time, right, as Christians, we're not bound to this life. We should, we don't, we don't fear death, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, we should have a, a healthy, respectful life and we should have a, you know, we don't, we shouldn't be reckless, of course. Um, but, you know, we, we, we look to eternity, right? Right. <laughs> uh, our hope is different than the hope of our secular uh, neighbors. I think a good way of seeing this is to, to look at what St. Thomas has to say about distinguishing um, uh, the, the theological virtue of hope from the passion of hope. Mm -hmm. So in general, you think about hope, right? And, um, you know, especially in our current crisis, but also kind of reflecting on Easter, right? We can, we can, we can confuse right, the theological virtue of hope with the passion of hope. But, but hope is a general feature of life. So what does hope involve? It involves um, a desire for a good difficult to obtain, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, it was a, if it's a good that's easy to obtain, right, it, would, it doesn't sound quite right to talk about hoping for it, right? Right, right, right. You know, if I said, I really, I mean, I'm really hoping to have a fried bologna sandwich today. Well, <laughs> okay. I mean, like, what, don't you just want it? I mean, you can make it. Like, why do you have to hope for it, right? Unless you're in quarantine <laughs> and you can't get out to the store. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. The Smith household never laughed. Right? <laughs> anyway, so the, uh, uh, um, there's a lot of things that go before the blowing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so you get my point right there, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's something kind of just that you can just make a sandwich, right? You don't, you don't really talk about hoping for that, right? Hope involves, right, uh, an aspiration for something that is difficult to obtain, right? Yeah. Um, let's say that you were involved in a long-term courtship, right, that eventually fails. You might sort of say of that courtship, oh, you know, I was really hoping for things to turn out better. And that makes sense, right? Because they're, you know, getting married is difficult, right? There's lots yeah. of challenges to it, you know? And so you're recording someone, there are certain difficulties to overcome, uh, but you still desire that hope rises up despite, right? The difficulty, right? The opposite, right, of kind of hope at the passionate level is despair, right? Where the difficulty arises and you throw in the towel, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. That's where you're. That, but that's all at the natural level. But it's important to see that there's a there's a good. So what you're looking at is a good. You're going towards the good. You're desiring a good, difficult to obtain. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And and uh, the the catechism has that has a, a brief little thing about um, about hope, and it it. it it puts hope directly in relation to happiness. It says the virtue of hope mm. responds to the aspiration of, uh, to mm. happiness, which God has placed mm -hmm. in the heart of every man, mm -hmm. uh, uh, which I think, uh, which I think is, is, is interesting when you, when you begin to, 
or it's easy to see how that gets misinterpreted by the world. Sure, uh, uh, sure. If if and and again, like you said, hope it's it 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 goes to the very core of who we are. It's not just this mm-hmm. simple, you know, I, Oh, I hope my red shirt is clean. You know, it's, <laughs> right, it goes, right. it goes into something that is mm-hmm. like wholly beyond us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, now what happens then? Uh, uh, um, that's where we'll find our happiness. But what happens then if we begin to define our happiness a little bit differently, what right. happens then if we <laughs> begin right. to define, you know, or seek, mm-hmm. you know, say, well, if, you know, if my child um, makes this team or gets into mm-hmm. this school, he'll be happy. Uh, uh, right, right, right. You know, sure. th- th- our hope begins to adjust, begins to right, change. Right, right. You know, yeah, and we can fall well, into and, many different, uh, many different areas. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. And and at a certain level, it's I think at the level of the natural passion, right? Yeah. You know, it's fine to to hope for. Uh, something that is a temporal good in mm-hmm. fact that's kind of what the the passion of hope right yeah i think the catechism is talking about something a little closer to the virtue of hope right? right right the passion of hope you know um i think we can experience that you know when you when it looks like a disaster is about to happen but then suddenly it's it looks like oh maybe we're going to be able to avoid it yeah. and you have that rising feeling of elation yeah like, yeah yeah oh, we're going to escape right you know say if you've uh, uh, I had a cousin who you know worked through this her child was um, oh was what was it um, was was uh, diagnosed with a debilitating disease mm. and you know you know she had to work through thinking about this and that her all the different feelings right yeah uh, and and you know continue to have that feeling of hope that her child wouldn't have that now i wouldn't say in itself that that hope was a theological virtue right i think in her case because of her circumstances and character was connected to her faith mm-hmm. but it wasn't primarily that it was a, it was for a temporal good the health of her offspring Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, it turned out that our hope was fulfilled, but it had that feeling of right elation. Right? Well, maybe, so, maybe, maybe that's the distinction we can make then between mm-hmm. the, the the passion and the theological virtue. Is the theological virtue of hope is directly tied to a person's faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the passion mm-hmm. of hope may simply uh, may simply be uh, from a desire to bring about a particular good sure. <laughs> that may or may not be of a supernatural reality or something absolutely like that. yeah and and the uh um and the 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 um you know secular people non-christians can have hope sure right in terms of the passion of hope um uh and i would say actually there's a way in which hope as a theological virtue isn't synonymous with passion <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It has more to do with the will as well um so then how do we how do we distinguish the uh, but all that said i think the passion of hope is actually really important right i mean if you if you all of a sudden become hopeless right you, in the sense that you have no sense of emotional desire to overcome right the difficulty towards the good right um then you know, uh, yeah, you know, then, then, then you know your your life is going to to be really drained, right? The word the word hopeless, right? Really, you know, sort of suggest uh, a colorless, drab, um, sad kind of life. Yeah, yeah. To to bring it to a uh, what does the world look like when it when it mm-hmm. reaches epic proportions of that? You can look at the UK. 
because uh, recently, I think it was, I don't know, a few months ago, six mm-hmm. months ago, um, they they actually came out with a, it, it, and this is somebody's title. Think about this, if this was your title. There is a, the UK established a minister of loneliness. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, 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 and there's a whole ministry, which is kind of like our the United States Department of Education, Department of whatever. <laughs> they have a whole ministry of loneliness because it was something like, it was like nine out of ten Britons didn't think that uh, there was any meaning to life. And so, like, it was, they they saw that a society, that their society with that, that was living without Mm -hmm. any sort of, not not even a passion of hope uh, was, was a, a, a a real problem. I mean, it was, it was, it was enough to, to, to establish. I mean, I I just feel bad for that person who has that title because I mean, you're a real buzzkill at parties and stuff. So, you know, so what do you do? Well, I'm a minister of loneliness. Oh, that's that's depressing. (laughs) But but I mean, like, oh, I'm gonna go talk to the aerospace engineer or something like that. But uh, uh, it it really gets to the heart of uh, uh, that that it's part of part of our nature it, it goes it goes i don't want to say it goes beyond but it but the 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 theological virtue of hope again like you said it's not completely disassociated from the passion of hope uh, mm-hmm. um and uh a society without even the passion of hope is right mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's frightening <laughs> right i guess so St. Thomas goes on of course to distinguish the theological virtue of hope right from the um passion of hope mm-hmm. and the theological virtue of hope like all of the theological virtues has as its proper object not god generically yeah. okay but god supernaturally right so uh, i think we get very confused about these things contemporary christians do uh, we can talk about our relationship to god as first cause mm-hmm. and as provident lord under the um uh topics of providence and um the virtue of religion that's distinct from talking about god as my supernatural end yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and and often we conflate these matters right uh when we're talking about the theological virtues the proper object that distinguishes the theological virtues from the other virtues is the beatific vision is our supernatural communion with god uh is the kingdom of god if you prefer that kind of language um so it's a, it is a, a supernatural end that is not subject to history, that is beyond right the parameters of history, uh, beyond space and time, ultimately. Yeah. Um, is that, yeah, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, it seems to be, it seems to be like just a, of a different kind of end compared to, mm-hmm. to some of the things we hope in. Like, you know, I hope, you know, I get this, uh, um, this pay raise, or I hope like, it's like a lot of times when we hope in, uh, um, kind of just natural hope rising up within us. Uh, it's very, it's very, very particular. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's almost as if we, we are kind of, uh, we are, we are, you know, setting out here the, the parameters of the thing I am going to hope mm-hmm. for. Whereas, whereas supernatural hope, it really is, uh, um, it really falls into the area of the unseen, of the unknowable. Yes. You know, to to you know, uh, 
Because, because I mean, it, it seems like that's the thing that we hope in. Here's the thing that I I want to happen. It's not here yet, but here is the exact thing I mm-hmm. want to happen. Mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas you know, theological hope is, I hope God's will is done. Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be. I mean, and that's <laughs> and, and that's I mean, that's a that's sure. a frightening place to be. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I do want to say, Jason. Though I think I think you're right, <clears throat> but I also want to be clear that I think the object of hope is very specific. I always find it very problematic when I hear Christians speak about Christian hope in vague terms, right? Yeah, yeah. As if it's kind of like a vague, you know, we, we, what we want are kingdom values to <laughs> something like that, right? No, 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 no. I don't know what that is. That's super vague, right? Um, when we're talking about hope. We're talking about the desire for something difficult to obtain. Yeah. Right? So it keeps that structure, namely Beatitude Notes. <laughs> difficult to obtain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, St. Thomas doesn't think it's easy. He's not a universalist. Um, <laughs> the, um, uh, uh, it's difficult to obtain, uh, and that's why we have to hope for it. And it's specific. It is for fellowship with the Trinity. Yeah. Right? It's for you know knowing God and loving God as God knows and loves himself forever. Right? Um, it's that, that's what we are... I, mean, I think it's so important, right? Because I, I think that if we too often just then glob our general desires for worldly happiness, which aren't necessarily bad, yeah, yeah. right? And there's nothing wrong with wanting a, a beautiful wife, a healthy family, and a nice home, right? Yeah. I mean, those are all wonderful things. Great, you know, but that's not Christian hope, <laughs> right? <laughs> Christian yeah. hope is for inner Trinitarian love and fellowship and, and knowledge, right? Um, uh, that's what we're, we're, we're trying to aim for, um, with, uh, the theological virtue, right? Now you see how different that is, right? Our hope. So hope then as the habit, right? It's an infused habit that characterizes us, right? That characterizes the heart and the will in its deepest desires to have as the ultimate end, Mm -hmm. Right eternal beatitude with God, right? Um, that is the theological virtue of hope. Um, that's very different, right? And see, what we're doing there is we're, we're being very clear about um, that this is supernatural, that this goes beyond our natural capacities yeah, and yeah, beyond yeah. the things of this life. That's why it has to be an infused virtue, right? Yeah. That wrought in the heart by the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, maybe maybe that's kind of the 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 aspect that I'm trying to get at is mm-hmm. that there's in in you know when I say like I hope I get this or that, so much of it is dependent upon me. Um mm-hmm. and my disposition, mm-hmm. my attitudes, my work. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but with the theological hope, uh, uh it's it, it, so much of it is unseen, you know, mm-hmm. uh, even when, you know, so it, it, many different writings, um, uh, like Joseph Pieper's book, uh, Gabriel Marcel's book on uh, um, homo viator, uh, they mm-hmm. take up that term, you know, viator on the way. Um, and, and, you know, I think, there, you know, I think there's two ways you can look at that man on the way we talk about life being on a journey. Mm-hmm. Um but but I, I remember reading in in maybe it was in uh, Marcel but there was but there was uh, uh, or or in Peeper but they were talking about this uh, homo viator man on the way as man in waiting mm. 
Sure. You yeah, know, and yeah, that's, right. I mean, that's, that's a frightening place that for, for us to be. I think we mm-hmm. we don't like we're in quarantine. We don't like to wait. It's a <laughs> it's a very it, it, it's it, it causes you know great anxiety in people um, uh, in that way. But it, but I think there's a lot of that in theological hope that mm-hmm. that that God is doing something within us. God is, that we are on the way, but at the same time we're we're waiting. That so much uh, that 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 our, our we rely so much on God uh, mm-hmm. uh, in this. Uh, that we that we may not uh, rely on, say, in mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the passion of hope or something like that's that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely, that's totally uh, correct, Jason. I think that goes to um, the practical benefits of hope, the spiritual benefits of hope that I'd like to yeah. talk about in just a second. Um, the two aspects, though, that you've also talked about here that I think we want to bring out when uh, think about St. Thomas and hope is first, as we already talked about. That super that it's a that it has a supernatural object. It's an object beyond our natural good, beyond space, beyond time. It's for uh, something beyond this world. Mm-hmm. So that our deepest expectations, our deepest sort of desire, needs to not be to get six pack abs or to have a big house or to get a job promotion. Yeah. That is not what our hope is about, right? Our hope is not about any of those temporal goods as Christians, right? We need to have a kind of hope that trends. Now, it's okay to hope for a, uh, um, a job promotion. Right. That's the natural love. That's the natural passion. Right. 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 That's just like everybody else. Okay. And what that means then is that our natural passions, our natural passion of hope, though, as Christians, needs to be uh, completely subordinate to yeah. our higher hope. Right in that supernatural end. Why? Because the supernatural end is higher. God is better than your job promotion. What? So, what? <laughs> but you right. haven't seen my bass boat, right? That's right. <laughs> well, well, the um, but really, I mean, you think about it, right? The the Trinitarian life, right? Knowing yeah. God. I wish that that. I mean, I know that sounds kind of a, like a high fluting phrase, and it is, I guess. But I wish it was just part of the normal Christian. Vocabulary, yeah. you know, because that's yeah. really what we're for, right? That's what that's really what we're aiming for. That's really what our hope is: is to know God the Father, to love God the Son, right? To be filled with God the Holy Spirit, right? In that life, that's what we need to be to be um, aiming for. And all of our other hopes are many little hopes through life, yeah, and they're yeah. fine, yeah. right? But they're limited. Our heart shouldn't be completely invested in them. Yeah, that's and, a good point. And they must always be subordinate to our higher hope. A Christian, for that reason, should never be hopeless. Let's say you lost your family, you lost your job, and you lost your health, right? A Christian should still be filled with joy, right? Yeah. Now, I don't say, I get that that's hard, right? But that's because that fundamental hope, right, has not been removed, right? That fundamental hope in like, you know, eternal beatitude with God, right? Um, that hasn't been removed, even if I've lost my family, my health, and my career. Yeah, and, it, and if you find yourself in that position, read Job. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and what's, what's, what's absolutely amazing, again, about the story of Job is uh, he goes through all of that. He loses absolutely everything. But in the end, mm-hmm. uh, he is satisfied, you know? And, mm-hmm. and how is he satisfied? He is mm-hmm. satisfied in the sight of God. He says, before right, my right. ears have heard, now my eyes have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you, when, when you said in the beginning that, you know, our hope is lies in 
the realization of that beatific vision, you know, right, vision right, to be able right. to see th- that's the story of Job, you know, right. uh, yep. um, that in the end he is satisfied, even though he loses right. everything of this world that's important right. in this world. Yeah. But uh, he's uh, finally satisfied in the sight of God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when all of our worldly hopes pass away, right? The the Christian hope should not, right? Because Christian yeah. hope is not intimately is not essentially connected with anything other than um the trinity (laughs) right you know like it's not connected to my career you know yeah 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 you know um one other aspect that we need to bring out so one aspect that that one of the things to always just latch on to right when you think about true christian hope is that it's about the supernatural it's about the beatific vision i want i would i would encourage our listeners every day right to at least think have i been desiring heaven today like at least once right like yeah make it a point to say to yourself to god i want heaven right like yeah. you know what i mean like we kind of assume that, all, that we're doing that but actually i don't think it's easy even for a christian on our day-to-day basis to get up in the morning make breakfast maybe pray a little bit but you go get in all your chores and you never really sit back and think I, I, what i really want is i really want to go to heaven right yeah um i saw this so beautifully my grandmother when she passed away i've rarely seen a a, a person with just such easy uh joyful death right yeah. and she was ready you know, like that's what she had wanted all of her life. And she was like, I'm ready to go. You know? And and when you see, you know, real, uh, real Christians dying like that, right. <clears throat> you know, very often they have that character. They're, they're not grasping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're, they're ready. Yeah. No, I've had, the, I've had the opportunity as well to see a, a happy and holy death in my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And okay. it was, uh, to me, it was, it was, it was simply life-changing. I mean, mm. the, the and she was suffering uh mm-hmm. greatly uh she had pancreatic cancer and and everything yeah. and um so she was in great suffering but at the same time just the 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 hopeful resolve mm-hmm. right, right that that uh um that i that she's putting her her herself mm-hmm. right now in in a position uh uh in a in a in a right relationship with god i mean there was mm-hmm. something so peaceful about that that right right it, it was it, it's very it, it's it's amazing to to mm-hmm. to actually witness mm-hmm. you know and I, and I think that's one of the, the the other things that our society has done that has not helped us as we've just tried to sanitize death so much <laughs> right, right, uh, right um that that we don't <laughs> nobody wants to see it we don't want to talk mm-hmm. about it we don't want to deal with it we don't even yeah no. so uh uh but at the same time, you know, for the Christian, that's the first place we got to begin, you know. And like you, like you said, to 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 be reminded of that, uh, um, to remind yourself of that every day, to be conscious of that, and, and to say that for those that God has placed into your care, not just I want heaven for myself, but sure. I want heaven for my kids. So you know what, mm-hmm. I need to get off my phone and you know spend some time with them. I need to mm-hmm. to. Right. To, to yes. reprioritize some of the things in mm-hmm. my life, uh, yeah. you know, and, and you know, we're all guilty of them. Um, of but again, you know, if we if we if we're able to to keep that supernatural vision, 
in our in our spiritual lives uh, the the, the yeah. fruit from that will will mm-hmm. bear mm-hmm. Uh, um tremendously now now with with saint thomas then what are what are maybe some pitfalls uh, uh-huh. uh, uh of hope or some perversions of hope that sometimes people can fall into well, uh, before we get to those real yeah, quick, sure. I just want to say one other thing. Uh, I, this other aspect is as supernatural, right? The virtue of hope. Um, it's crucial to recognize that we are trusting in God to bring us to, right? The beatific vision, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that, and this ties into kind of one of the corruptions there. But what I'm hoping is I'm hoping that God will bring me home. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my object is God, right? But also the one I'm I'm counting on, right, is God's grace. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing, Jason. This is so key. If if I have the beatific vision as my object, and I think I'm going to gain it personally, as Benjamin Smith right? Yeah. By my own powers, by my own natural powers, then actually the rational response would be despair. (laughs) (laughs) If God held out, you know, here's the supernatural, here's the supernatural end. Come get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nobody would get there. Okay. (laughs) Even if you think about the blessed Virgin Mary as being immaculate, that was a gift, right? God, right. She didn't earn being uh, immaculate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a grace, right? Um, that uh, God gave to her. Uh, so when we're hoping, right, we're not just—it's not just a desire for the for supernatural beatitude. It is that, mm-hmm. but it's also a trust, right, that God will bring me there, right? Uh, and and that's I think really key. It's a, Christian hope is not fulfilled by natural human effort right human effort is is important it's necessary yeah but it is not sufficient yeah i the way i maybe maybe this is a really bad analogy but i'm gonna say it anyway but but i mean i like to think about it like with my kids and uh uh when you're like okay like this this kid um really wants to make five dollars or something like that Mm -hmm. and so you give them some menial task to do uh-huh. You know, does the, you know, or, or, you know, you know, you, you give them some sort of participation in it, but mm-hmm. it really does not, <laughs> it's not really <laughs> like, it's not even close to bringing about the gift that you're sure. actually going to give them. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but, but like you said, the, the importance is that, is that you do have, you do have a participation in that, but that participation sure. is not what actually brings about the, the end that the end sure. is pure and, grace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and even your participation in it is itself a gift. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. And made possible by God. Now, here's the thing is sometimes that, that people find that kind of worrisome, but they shouldn't. Right. In fact, if my hope involves counting on myself, that's when I'm going to despair. Right? <laughs> that's when I'm going to say, oh, <laughs> I ain't making it. Right. Yeah. My hope is in the gracious work of the Holy Spirit in my life. Right. Yeah through the sacraments, through the preaching of the word, uh, through the ministry of the church, those, that's where my hope is, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm not, if I have to depend on myself, <laughs> I'm done, man. You know? So um, that's another important aspect of it, right? Yeah. It's not only is it supernatural in terms of the end, but it's also supernatural in terms 
uh, of the means. Yeah, and you can really see the words of Christ there with, you know, I am the mm-hmm. way, right? He is the one that mm-hmm, brings mm-hmm. us there, the truth and the life, you know, that 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 he is both the end and uh, uh, the means to the end. Um, right, exactly. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, now, there are two, uh, as you uh, in, uh, suggested earlier, there are two kind of pitfalls or corruptions of hope, mm-hmm. and they're kind of excesses on either side. It can either be presumption or despair, right? Um, presumption is probably our bigger problem today, wouldn't you say, Jason? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think we don't even think it's hard to get to heaven. We just think, you know, good people. God loves everybody. Yeah, you heaven. Know. heaven's the uh, default. Uh-huh. You know, that's right. That's I'm a good right. yeah, person. Yeah. Why would God send send me to hell if I'm yeah. such a good person? You know, right? I didn't right, kill right. anybody. I'm, yeah, I'm not a murderer. You know, blah blah blah. So um, the um, uh, um, I think presumption is by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, the greater vice here. We just assume that if we're not murderers, we're getting into heaven. Yeah, and that's true for everybody else. Um, the uh, I, I uh that's obviously that. false i mean hope yeah. right does mean a, a sort of lively expectation you know um does mean a kind of a deep trust right um but there's a difference between that and um presumption and i think you can see it right like, yeah if you don't ever go to church if you never engage in any supernaturally oriented activities like the sacraments or prayer right if your life is consumed with consuming right yeah and um full of sin right unrepentant sin um you know if you care more about six-pack abs than you know uh than john chapter six then you know, like you're, you're being presumptuous. That is, you, you like you can see presumption. I think I, I don't think it's super. Dip. We sometimes kind of tie ourselves up in knots about kind of, you know, oh, like it's like some sort of internal state. Now you can see it in your life, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I think in most cases. What were you gonna say, Jason? Yeah, I will say that I th- I do think. Well, I, I I agree that that I think presumption is the. Uh, um, the prevailing uh, sin with regards to hope. Uh, I do think despair is definitely on the rise. Okay. Um, and and I, I say that just because of, uh, uh, you know, suicide rates, the UK mm-hmm. establishing a minister of loneliness, like, like, sure. and, and I think, I think maybe there, there, there may, and this may be me reading too much into it, but I think sometimes there's this um, uh, kind of narrative with regards uh, um, to to even pre- presumption that people begin with this presumption. Oh, you know, as long as I'm a good person, you know, I'll get to heaven. Blah blah blah. Why would yeah. God send me to hell? Uh, um, but I think you know, having just kind of that, you know, just lazy attitude about it, that mm-hmm. spiritual sloth that that it, it can lead to a. This is just all stupid and mm-hmm. nothing sure. really. You know, I think yeah. that sometimes that that when that presumption, even, you know, uh, that when that presumption is even lazily in, entered into and mm-hmm. and not really thought out at all, that mm-hmm. it can lead to despair because. Yeah, I think so. I, I wonder, though, uh, uh, I think you're right. And I think all these things are related. Um, I think despair as opposed to the theological virtue of hope 
is actually a problem for Christians, yeah, not yeah, yeah. agnostics or atheists. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that makes sense. Now, I think you're right that there is a sense in which if I'm an atheist, I'm still going to psych- psychologically, I have to have an ultimate end. Yeah. Right. And, you know, once I run through a couple during my atheist materialistic life and they don't ultimately satisfy, right? I might sort of have a kind of natural despair of there being a, a, an ultimate end, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I kind of think, you know, happiness just isn't attainable, right? Or, or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so there could be, I think, kind of despair at the level of the passion, right? Um, there, but I think despair for as 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 directly opposed to the theological virtue of hope is, is is more about the Christian. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It, it does. It does. And when you put it that despair, way, yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's, it's despair over the beatific vision. Now, here's the thing: this can be a Christian problem, right? And I think it can be a problem for serious Christians, actually, um, because if you take the demands of faith seriously, right, um, yeah. you um, you can start to think, man, I'm a schmuck, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, uh, and the truth is, you probably are. <laughs> yeah, read, read Saint is, Paul. <laughs> this is yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, but this is where we kind of, I mean, I think sometimes in our desire to correct our Protestant friends, we sometimes go too far in the other direction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, we need to say like stop looking at yourself, right? That's what I would say. When somebody, if I, if I see a Christian who's despairing, right? I, I would say, hey man, you're, you're right. If it was up to you, right? <laughs> you should despair, right? Yeah. What you need to do is hope, right? In God's grace and the work of the Holy Spirit, the efficacy of the sacraments, those sorts of things, right? Um, um, that's really, I think, despair for in the Christian. Yeah involves a kind of Pelagian turn, even, sure, if you sure, don't, sure, sure. Even, even if you don't recognize it. I'm not trying to accuse people of heresy here. But I think it's kind of similar um, to, it's not the same as, but similar to scrupulosity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you start to over, overly look at yourself, right, you know, you're going to find, uh, you know, endless reasons for, for self-reproach, um, uh, for sure. But I would say both of these, right, both, both presumption, so presumption, I think, involves a negligence with respect to the end, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't really understand that the end is way beyond us, mm-hmm. right? Um, and also a negligence about recognizing our weaknesses. Uh, I think the person who has despair tends to look too much at herself or himself, right? And um, uh, instead of trusting in the means, right? Yeah. The, the means are God's work, right? Uh, uh, in our lives, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to keep your focus on Christ, not to focus too much on yourself, you know. But at the same time, you do have to have that examined life as a Christian. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, but but I think I think what what you're saying there is when we when we focus on ourselves and say, "Oh God, I'm such a wretch." Uh, um, where do I find the 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 means for the mm-hmm. the solution, or where do I find the solution to this problem? Right, is it right. is it in you know me just you know sucking it up and being a man or is it you right. know the grace of God? Well, right, it's, right, it's right. The, you know it's the grace of God, you know, and yeah. I think I think that's what you know when you look at uh, you know Saint Paul when he says you know uh, uh, if I boast I boast in my weaknesses. Mm-hmm, I always thought mm-hmm. that was a weird 
uh, sure. thing. But but he's saying, sure. you know, if you see me succeed in these areas, know that it's only the grace of God because I'm a That's failure. Right. <laughs> right, 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 I, I'm right, yeah. so poor. So if you you know if if I succeed in these areas, it is only because. Mm-hmm. of the grace of God, because I have mm-hmm. no natural ability to overcome this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Great words of hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it really is in the sense that we, it's such a relief, I think. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, when you stop trusting only in yourself, mm-hmm. right. And begin to uh, trust uh, in God now, practically and kind of existentially, psychologically, right. I think that this, this is such a huge gift for the Christian, right? Yeah. Um, because we don't have to, um, all of our hopes, our particular hopes, the temporal hopes, worldly hopes, right, can fail. And yet we remain hopeful and joyful mm-hmm. because we have a hope that transcends all of those things, right? Yeah. Um, this is what is the kind of the foundation really of Christian joy. Christian joy is not thinking that everything is beautiful and everything is wonderful and that nothing bad will happen in my life. Yeah. That's naivete. Um, uh, Christian joy is rooted in Christian hope and Christian hope is for the kingdom of God. It might be the case that you lose everything, become a leper and die. Yeah. Right. Um, and yet, uh, um, uh, are still joyful. Yeah. That sounds foolish, right? But it's not for the Christian because the Christian has hope, right? And something that uh, transcends, right? Uh, space and time, human praise, human estimation, human values. And similarly, our hope is not in ourselves, right? Yeah. And that's such a relief, right? And we spend so much time lying to ourselves, <laughs> lying to others about ourselves, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's a huge relief, right? To say, you know what, I, I trust in God's grace. I yeah. trust in the sacraments. I trust in the ministry of the church. Uh, I don't. I, I trust in the work of Christ. I don't trust. I don't have to rely, right? Yeah. Uh, on this fallen sinner. Yeah, and even if we do have questions about those things, mm-hmm. our first disposition should be uh, uh, absolute reliance on those. Uh, um, like you said, you know, those other things should all be subordinate to it, you know, and that's why, you know, Pope Benedict in his, uh, letter space Alve, uh, uh, when he, when he begins that with hope, he talks about faith-based hope and he begins with that connection, uh, um, that, that our, 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 our hope, uh, is based upon our faith. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what gives it that, you know, so if we don't sit there and contemplate, you know, the, the, the articles of faith or we don't really know them or our, our hope right. is going to be lacking something. Um, sure. that if our faith is lacking something, our hope is lacking something. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, and so, um, I, yeah, I, I love that, uh, Benedict begins that letter, uh, that way talking about it as mm-hmm. faith-based hope yes yeah 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 Yeah. so uh that's so important because it it helps us to distinguish um uh genuine authentic christian hope right from pseudo forms of hope yeah um that can sometimes uh i think uh trick kind of christians uh unfortunately okay so dr smith how do how do we then uh kind of uh Maybe what are what are some like uh, uh, a way that we can structure hope mm-hmm. as the defining characteristic of the Christian? 
uh, kind of move well, from that passion yeah, to sure, that sure. that theological. I think one of the things is uh, this is gonna sound weird, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, Christian life should be obviously eschatological. Yeah. Um, okay. So, <laughs> what do I mean? <laughs> we should have Rich with us for this one, but uh, <laughs> basically, right, it, it, the eschaton, right, yeah. is that what we're living for is for the kingdom of God, right? Yeah. Um, we're um, we're exiles, right? I love those passages in Hebrews, right, where it talks about right those of faith right? Our fathers in faith yeah. as being exiles looking for a better country. I mean, those passages I find just profoundly moving. Mm -hmm. And that should be what characterizes Christian living, right? Yeah. Um, this, I mean, I know it sounds a little corny sometimes, and I know there's bumper stickers that are associated with it that make it sound corny, but this is not our home. This yeah. is not our homeland, right? I love, uh, you know, where I'm from. I've lived here my whole life, and I have a great sort of um, uh, sense of place and history and time, right? Sure. At the same time, I recognize that as much as I love, you know, uh, the community I grew up in that I still live in, uh, it's not my ultimate homeland. It's not my true patria, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My true patria is somewhere else, right? And that's, you know, some of the language I think sometimes can sound a little corny today that, that gets used but we are the people of god in exile you know walking through the wilderness uh and and you know we need to grab onto that as our identity right we're not you know we need to not be hankering after flesh pots of egypt right we need to we need to recognize we're in the desert right yeah we need manna from god and we're just trying to get through this so we can get to heaven just yeah. trying to get through you know and I think I, for for me, it's it's there's a there's a great passage in Second Corinthians um, that says, you know, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is on un, but what is unseen uh, for what is seen is temporary and what is unseen uh, is eternal. Um, and I, and I think that's I think a I think that's a, a, a kind of a foundational principle in in St. Thomas that the that the, um, the, the, the unseen is more real mm -hmm. right. than the, the, than the scene, you know? Sure. Um, and, and so I think for the, for the Christian, you know, to have, to have that, that, that assurance for what is hoped for, right. To have that hope, uh, uh, um, that, that what I do not see is far greater than everything that I see. Mm -hmm. So that even mm -hmm. if I see mm -hmm. good things around me, what is unseen is far greater than all of this. Sure. And sure. what is unseen sure. can can absolutely destroy all suffering, all evil, yeah. and and all mm -hmm. of this uh, mm -hmm. here. Um, my internal battle is, is mm -hmm. keeping the unseen mm. on the forefront of my mind when I see right. everything else. I think that's a it's a sure. it's a huge, and I think that's why I love it's just hard. adoration. I mean. Sure. There you are. You're you're seeing something, um, but what right, is un right, right. but what is unseen is 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 so so much more real. Yeah. And, sure. and your 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 mind, or at least for me, my mind is there battling this, and especially mm -hmm. in adoration because all other distractions are kind of gone away, and you're you're there uh, yeah. looking at him, uh, mm -hmm. um, who is unseen, but there there is that veil that you're looking at, right. uh, uh, right. and to to. To again, uh, 
keep yourself in that mind frame to establish again this is what makes hope i think a a firm mm-hmm. disposition or a, a habit right, the right, habit of right. hope is to 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 keep that mm-hmm. that that understanding that there there's something greater that is unseen here sure um, yeah so i got uh, that's great jason i got uh, two kinds of thoughts i want to piggyback on uh, what you're saying there it's kind of the practical side of things um one is i think christians to at the scene the unseen Christians need to stop reading all of the passages in scripture about God's doing good things for us as if they were about your job or as if they were about <laughs> temporal goods. Yeah. Now, let me be clear. I believe that it's perfectly good to petition the Lord about temporal goods. That's yeah. a good thing to do, right? It's a right thing to do. And God does, does care about our temporal welfare but primarily in view of our supernatural welfare, The temporal goods that we pray for, many of them God doesn't give to us. Do you know why? Because God is primarily concerned with our eternal beatitude, right? And it just might not be the case that that temporal good in the big picture is really propitious for um, your eternal welfare, right? Um, And something else is. But you know, for uh, more effective for your eternal welfare, so God does give us temporal goods primarily in view of right our eternal good, right? So you know, I, I hear so often, you know, I, I remember seeing, <laughs> I remember seeing the sign at a hospital that you know the passage you might remember exactly where it is in, in scripture nothing is impossible with god yeah, right? yeah, yeah and 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 i'm thinking that's true of course it doesn't mean that god's going to heal your mom of cancer yeah you know like <laughs> stop it you know it, it's not about that necessarily right yeah. what it's primarily about is eternity right yeah uh and our supernatural good Right. Um, that's what that's primarily about. Right. Yeah. And, when, um, and even when you look at like the prayers for anointing of the sick, you know, mm. that, that they do prayer, they do pray for the health of the body. If, yes, if, right. if it, if it, if it helps bring about the, the, the salvation of the soul. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The other thing, uh, Jason, uh, that I think uh, your comments about the seen and the unseen really help us to kind of focus on is the connection between interior life and hope, right? It is gonna be so hard for you to maintain a Christian virtue of hope if you don't have an interior life. Mm. Um, You know, if you don't have the ability to shut down the scene, right, as you put it, right? Because our world, I mean, you think about, I think about Plato writing about, you know, wisdom and the shadows and objects pulling us away. Well, how much even more radical, like within a Christian perspective, right? especially in our own modern time, we have so many images, such a rush of life, right? That could so easily distract us and pull us into the small earthly hopes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of remaining focused on our heavenly hope. Uh, in order to do that, you really need to have an interior life, right? You, by an interior life, I mean an internal conversation with God, right? Uh, an internal conversation with the Holy Spirit, um, that is focused on on godly things. Um, Cardinal Sarah uh, has that wonderful book, uh, uh, Silence. I mean, mm. in some ways, in some ways, I think it's the one of the most revolutionary books out there. I, I know, and that sounds weird, right? But actually, it is, right? Because there's nothing that so characterizes our contemporary world as 
noise and busyness. Yeah. Um, and, and he's telling us, no, look, well, actually, you need to, you know, Christ went out into the desert. The prophets go out into the desert, right? There's a, a it's in silence, in prayer, in talking to God, in withdrawing from our attachments to worldly things that we cultivate uh, hope. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and si- and he, he makes the great point that silence is not the absence of noise, but the absence of noise is the beginning of silence. That you have to, you know, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> which which I, I was like I was like oh yeah that's great that silence is actually filled uh, uh, mm-hmm. filled with with God and and grace and mm-hmm. all those things. Mm-hmm. The other one is you know uh, 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 as Cardinal Ratzinger he, did, uh, he in 1983 he wrote a a great little essay or it was a speech that was later published. Uh, about uh, handing on the faith in an age of disbelief. Okay. And uh, uh, he, he makes the point of like not despairing against technology and things like that, but he's like, but he says in a world, like look around, look at the world you live in. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. in that world is man-made. Everything mm-hmm. points mm-hmm. to the greatness mm-hmm. of man mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's easy to lose sight of God. And right, so, right. I mean, think about your, your, your temperature, you know, your, your, Oh, it's too hot. Okay, I'll just go right. somewhere where it's not hot <laughs> in my house. You know, my, right, right, you know. So right. I mean, everything, all this technology can can um, uh, uh, can hide, can hide God mm-hmm. from us, uh, um, from the from the ways that he he is from the ways that he is present to us, say in, in nature mm-hmm. or things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the eclipse of the sense of God he talks about a lot. Um, mm-hmm. That that again. Uh, while he's not despairing against technology, it does make it harder. And so, like you said, that sure. that interior life is is even more important. Uh, uh, I think because of that. All right, Dr. Mm-hmm. Smith. Um, I think we've given our listeners a, a lot to think about here. And and uh, what we'll do next time is we'll pick up uh, from where we left off here with the theological virtue of hope, and maybe we'll look at some, uh, as you say, some. Uh, pseudo versions of hope yeah, as we find sure. them in uh, uh, modern political thought um, and we'll look at uh, also some more of Cardinal Ratzinger's uh, Space Alve uh, and okay. so I want to invite all our listeners uh, check us check us out at catholicstudiesacademy.com until next time God bless <laughs> <laughs>